Welcome, loved ones, to the first episode of the Any Percent Podcast. My name is Evan, and I'm joined by Casper and Cody, my lovely co-hosts. Thanks for coming on by and listening. Hello. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. So, should we, let's explain yeah. what's the, the purpose of this podcast for the first episode. Yeah, so the purpose of this podcast is that we are gamer boys, and we like video games. And we are at least mildly charismatic. So we thought people would like to listen to us talk about video games. They probably won't. Um, so we are going to basically every week pick a video game, play as much of it as we have time that week, hence the name Any Percent. Um, and then we're just going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it from a design perspective, um, you know, from just a fan perspective, pretty much, you know, just talk about the game in a game literate kind of way is the idea. Yeah, it's also another way to, um, you know, clear out the old backlog. Totally. Everything's way too backlog. (laughs) Um, And we're also going to do the news uh, just to talk about what's going on. And, you know, I feel like that's just kind of a necessary ingredient in podcasts, right? It's like you add onions and you add the news and that's a podcast. So we're going to do the news first. We're going to open with the news and then... uh, we're going to follow it up with a at-length discussion of Ape Out. Hmm. So, uh, Cody, why don't you kick us off uh, with your first news story, my man? Yeah, so, um, you know, the, the news story that I, I brought to you guys, you probably heard about it. It's pretty big news. Uh, you know, this did happen two weeks ago, so it's not like the most recent. Um, mm-hmm. this, this past week was kind of light on on uh, game news, actually, but... Um, so yeah, so on September 21st, uh, Xbox announced that it would be purchasing, um, purchasing uh, Bethesda, or I guess I guess purchasing like Zenimax, who owns right. Bethesda, and then Bethesda yeah. is the publisher, and then underneath them they have um, you know various studios that you guys are probably familiar with. I mean, they they make like probably some of the biggest games. Yeah, so it's like um, what Bethesda, uh, ID. Um, yep. Arcane. That's yeah. pretty much it, right? Like just that's, those. Are yeah, the, those, those are the three big ones that you're right, worth their getting. Right. Yeah. Um. Those are those are definitely the most standout ones. Mm-hmm. Um. They have the Machine Games, who makes the you know. World oh Wolf right. Uh, mm-hmm. Tango GameWorks, who uh, make that's uh Evil Within, right? Yeah. Like right. Tango? I forgot that they're owned by Bethesda, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. I think their next game is supposed to be a PS4 exclusive or a PS5 exclusive. So. Right, like Which I don't know. Weird. That that's I, th- that's I think that'll news. still be a thing. Right, right. And that's why yeah. this news is so it's so crazy because, um, well, so I guess like so, Casper, what what did you think when you first? Uh, I was when surprised. the news story broke. I yeah. I was really surprised. I don't think anyone was expecting it because there was, I don't think there were any leaks at all. No, it no. just came out. No, I think it came field. out of left field. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I was really surprised. Um, I, I certainly didn't see anything online about that being a, yeah. even a possibility. And like, it's not yeah. like Bethesda was hemorrhaging money and it was like, who's going right. to buy Bethesda? Like, right. It, yeah. I, I mean, I think I am sure it had, you know, been in the, in the cards for like a really long time. They've been working out that deal for a really long time, but mm-hmm. it does almost feel like a direct response to like how crazy the PS5 pre orders were and how, right. Like, it, it yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I yeah. would have to look at the numbers, but like it seems like anecdotally, like the experience of trying to pre-order a PS5 versus get your hands on an Xbox is like two totally different beasts, and like mm. that they maybe already lost that. And then, and I'm just speaking out of my ass. I actually have no clue. I, as far as I know, they sold just as many Xboxes as PS5s. But it, in in my like head canon, timing, you know, timing is yeah, the timing is, is very weird. It's very suspect. Um, it is weird. Yeah, because yeah, I think so, you know, like there were there was like rumblings um, maybe like two months ago or so mm-hmm. uh, about possibly Warner Bros um, s- like selling off their gaming division. So that would include studios like um, like um, Rocksteady and stuff. Rocksteady uh, people, uh, whoever makes the like Lego games, I think is underneath Warner Bros as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and then the Harry Potter games that are coming out now. So th- there was rumblings that that would happen, and people were hmm. pointing at Microsoft, saying like, "Oh, Microsoft is probably going to end up buying them." So I wonder if this has something to do with that. They were kind of looking at, like, what are some ways we can beef up um, Game Pass, right? So, right, 
because that's that's the big thing that they're trying to push this next generation and then you know by buying all these bethesda studios they just you know all of their games are going to be coming to game pass and then in the future day and date to game pass unless they have a deal with sony a little asterisk right there, right it's kind of right. weird but it's yeah kinda... i mean so oh. oh sorry you go casper <laughs> and it's kind of weird because lately the past few years they've been buying a lot of game companies mm-hmm. xbox yep and, yeah totally but i when they announced the new xbox you didn't really hear a lot of exclusives oh yeah no, no. i'm kind I think... of wondering what's happening are they going to make it exclusive or are they just going to keep uh bringing it to all the like different platforms going like so so for example like elder scroll 6 that was kind of the big one that everyone had in their mind like yeah is that am i gonna be able to play that on my my playstation right that's just kind right. of crazy to think about um and they said, though, I believe that they said they'll, they'll consider, the you know, cross platform stuff on a on a case by case basis. Yep. I think the ship has probably already sailed, though, for Elder Scrolls six. Like they that's going to pull so many people to the Xbox that, yeah. you know, that's just oil. Like there's just yeah. pure oil, baby. Like yeah, I there's can, no I reason to, to, to share it. Right. I could see it. Um, You know, I could see it working. You know, I could see it both ways where they you know this deal was it was massive right 7.5 billion i think is the, mm-hmm. yeah. the actual number yeah seven, seven yeah that's insane billion. that's that's more than disney purchasing star wars which is like around 4 million i think oh really and then disney billion, purchasing billion not million billion of course yeah billion. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like this is this is the same if you know if you want to use your like Evan likes to say, your monkey brand, right? You put uh, Disney buying Marvel, <laughs> Disney buying Star Wars. You put those together, and that's equivalent to Microsoft buying Bethesda. So it, to me, um, to most people, they probably think, you know, like Microsoft has to recoup some of that money, right? Or else you're just like, why even? Mm-hmm. Like, by putting it on PlayStation, you're making money every time a copy of Elder Scrolls Six sells yeah that's true yeah you know what i mean i mean but i don't think they need to do that considering the fact that they're microsoft like one of the most you know profitable companies ever certainly at least in in technology so you know i think it's a it's a long play like they're they're buying it i think they'll like all those games like starfield and elder scrolls 6 and tokyo ghost what was it called ghostwire tokyo the yeah, the, the right. oh. gameworks one yep. yeah like those are all i mean that's definitely still going to come to playstation i'm pretty sure there's a, a deal that's probably very much set in stone set with stone. sony but those other two games which are going to be like huge deals far off so i think they're willing to take this huge loss or, or loss i guess like they're willing to spend this huge chunk of money and then not immediately receive returns on that right. um so i don't know i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna put it on on PlayStation just to make more money in that way. They're going to use it to sell Xboxes. Yeah. Because I, really like there's, I think there's a fair amount of stuff that's coming out exclusive to the PlayStation. That seems like, I don't know, people are interested, but, and maybe I'm just not listening to the right channels, you know, but I am not like super duper aware of any like really hype Xbox exclusive games, you know, like Halo was the one. And that's not coming out. And right? that's not coming that's out crazy. on launch. But what's coming right. out? What do you yeah. like? At least PlayStation has like Spider-Man and Dark Souls. Uh, but what does Xbox have? So I think that this is like a play to like sell Xboxes at some point. Yeah. Like, hey, if you buy the Xbox one day, you will be playing Elder Scrolls on it. And if you buy the PlayStation, you will not be playing Elder Scrolls. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think it's I think it's for the clout, mm-hmm. at, at least right now. Right. I agree. I think the most likely outcome um, to me is a timed exclusive like a heavily tight like like two years plus it's going to be exclusive to yeah i mean xbox. maybe yeah yeah definitely because at that point it's not about selling consoles it's kind of like how you know after microsoft bought minecraft they put it on Earthang, uh yeah. or they continued to put it on everything so you know i but i think while the console like wars quote unquote while they're kind of still like going for those initial install bases mm-hmm. uh which i think will last a few years like yeah a lot of people will buy them this christmas or whatever but then you know that's not going to end for a while um and i think as long as it, that's an issue you know yeah. they are not going to be moving any of their their onto the playstation so right. 
those are my thoughts. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll just, you know, we'll have to see how it goes. It's definitely, uh, mm-hmm. a, you know, when it broke, I'm taking bets. Was shocked, and um, we'll have to see what, you know, what comes of it. Yeah. Um, Put well, Master Chief in Elder Scrolls Six. I feel like right. They, I feel like they won't actually make anything exclusive because they've been. They just haven't been doing that. You know, they've been putting it either on PC or they've been letting their oh, well, games yeah. go on. Uh, I think, right. The P- when I say exclusive, I mean, yeah, because Xbox console, is pretty much, I'm pretty sure there's at least, yeah, there's a press yeah. release or something that claims, like, they are not going to be, everything that comes out on Xbox comes out on PC as well, because they're yeah. really the same. I mean, Microsoft owns both those ecosystems, so it totally makes sense. Um, but, like, like I, I think I see what you're saying. Like, there's just, they... There's not a lot of good stuff coming out for the Xbox, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Someone made it. Someone like actually compiled everything that was coming out to both, and definitely looks like, uh, you know, obviously. I mean, this this helps um, Microsoft if you can play all these on the Series X, all their you know back catalog of Bethesda games, right? Mm-hmm. Those aren't the new, you know, those aren't the maybe system sellers, but it's a plus to those that are already. You know, right yeah like all that. the like remastered mm. like oblivion remastered which i'm sure they would do like skyrim for the 15th 16th time like yeah those are going to be microsoft only and those would be yeah you're right those would be money makers early on like being able to just pump out a remake of an existing game in you know on a, in a secondary studio over like one or two years and just get that out and they own the rights to that and they make all the money off of that. Like, yeah, that's, that's a good play on Microsoft's part. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. I'm no businessman though. (laughs) Right. We (laughs) above my pay grade. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I, Oh, so, um, now that we're done with this kind of section of the podcast, um, I think that another thing we wanted to try was to kind of have a, uh, a super fun time, super fun time question so uh we asked casper to prepare and ask us uh a really thought-provoking <laughs> question that you know yeah my uh thought-provoking question is pretty much just what's your favorite genre in a video game hmm that's a good question that's a hard one to pick yeah um hmm i mean I have grown to deeply dislike first-person shooters over the well, years. Dislike, okay. yeah, that's like a wow. deep. That's like a, that's a hot take. Uh, I just think they're very bland and samey for the most part. Um, that's such a hard question, Cody. What do you think? <laughs> um, well, actually, I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say that I think the I think you're right. Where the first-person shooter space is kind of it's kind of a little same. It's like stagnated, yeah. 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 Cause you know, like the probably like the PS3 generation was like every game was a first person shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I was actually gonna say that my favorite would probably be first person shooters. Just like <laughs> um It's a hot take. It's an, an anti hot take. It is that right, because <laughs> um well I'm just you know, it comes to mind like games like Doom or the new Wolfenstein games. Mm-hmm. Um, those came out yeah. recently enough, um, but they, they kind of changed the, you know, it's not just like, you know, uh, well, I guess, I guess it's not a good case for Doom. I was about to say it's, um, you know, not generic action man, but Doom has like, yeah. it's the yeah, most right. I was gonna say, action no, man. <laughs> Doom, Doom did like push the envelope and like do something kind of different. I think, you know, the, we were definitely in a, in a slump as far mm-hmm. as like, Shoot the guy, get to cover, wait for your health to regenerate, return, right. shoot yeah. more. Like Doom, I mean, I, I'm li- I'm pretty sure it's what is said on the box is that it's it's like push forward combat. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. the whole point well, is that you keep moving. And that's very indicative of like OG first person shooters like Goldeneye yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. even before that, like Doom, like the Doom. Like you didn't hide, you just you were you were a guy who went in guns a blazing, and that was I, the point. It was almost a power trip. I think yeah. uh, first-person shooters started becoming stagnant around, or like right after Gears of War, because that's when it was the cover shooter. Mm-hmm. And you yep. would just hide, wait for your health to magically heal, right, and then shoot again. Yeah, I yeah. think, I think that's a when time. it got more. 
Right. There was that time uh, cover shooters became very popular. Um, that whole not, era of time, I right. mean, it was like it was very concerned with realism and like grays and browns. Yeah. And I think I think really Doom 2016 was one of the first major game. Like, uh, obviously, I'm sure there were indies doing crazy shit before this. But Doom like broke that mold hard for a triple A studio. Like I hadn't I hadn't seen a game like that at least in a long time. And now that there's, there's tons of other smaller studios doing similar things. Um, you know, there's uh what's that, what's that studio called? Ah, new blood interactive. And they do like pretty much exclusively like, like doomish games, like put it's all push forward combat. Like they have a game called like a medieval. That's like kind of like mm. gauntlet, but a first yep. person game. I think it's based oh, on something cool. else that I haven't played. And then there's uh they did, um, shit oh let me look really quick i'm pulling up my steam library wait two seconds but yeah, yeah i don't know they do um you know they've done they've they're kind of pushing that version of first person shooters which i do think is cool um yeah, but then I we just have more like call of duty and more right. other mm-hmm. stuff continues to be yeah. released yeah i guess when i say when i say my favorite genre is first person shooters i'm thinking of you know like you're saying i'm not thinking of call of duty necessarily i'm thinking of like you know, like a Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite, where it's yeah. kind, of, it's it's you know first person, so it's constrained in that mm-hmm. way. But then they mm-hmm. excel in other areas, right? They have mm-hmm. um, you know story, they have character, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess um, my other favorite genre would would be another one, like we're saying, like uh, um, I guess third person like action game. So when I say that, I'm probably thinking of like you know like yeah. Uncharted or um mm. games i because a lot of the same reasons where i think um that genre is also uh pretty stale sometimes but then mm-hmm. the ones that the ones that kind of break through break the mold those stick out to me um totally yeah, yeah so uh, that that would be my answer is uh those two genres i think yeah yeah casper you go oh uh, okay did, did you figure out what your favorite genre was no, I'm still thinking about it. I was gonna say I was still thinking about it. Okay, I'll go with mine then. Um my favorite genre is probably platformers. Like two D platformers. Oh, even right? 3D. Hey, can't go wrong. Yeah, either one. I I always loved them. It kind of sucked mm-hmm. because there was a time where they just stopped making them. Like Yeah. There there when you said the realism era, that's when they right. kind of stopped making platformers. Well, but, yeah. Uh just didn't seem like the money was there. I don't think for at least for probably for publishers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think we have, you know, obviously keeping that candle burning the whole time. Like we have them to thank, but I do think mm-hmm. that like super meat boy, uh, as an obvious answer is like the reason why platformers kind of made a resurgence because mm-hmm. it was just, it was a platformer that was not made by Nintendo. Right. Which is basically at the time unheard of. Uh, and it sold just like insanely, insanely well. Yeah. Um, so I think it made us realize we can actually keep doing platformers, like yeah. as a society. Definitely, uh, man, breathed new life. Is that how you would say? Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, yeah so like you know, out of like just saying, out of Super Meat Boy, you know, this is um, around the same time, maybe like Limbo. Um, right. And, but you know, those are a couple of years ago. But now you're seeing games like Celeste. You're seeing The Messenger. Um, mm-hmm. kind of oh, or in the or in the blind Ori, forest. That Ori, was a great one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so you kind of take, you know, everybody everybody knows two D platformers, right? So, um, these these games that are coming out, they kind of they know what they are, and they kind of make those little tweaks that, um, you know, keep you keep you coming back, and they kind of evolve the the genre. So. Yeah. Actually, what are some mm. of your what are some of your favorite ones, Casper? I was gonna say Orient the Blind Forest is definitely one of my favorite recent ones. Um, Hollow Knight is a good one. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm thinking about it, but are think, those platformers or do they just have platforming elements to yeah, them? Right. Now that I'm right, thinking right. about it, I think my favorite genre might actually be Metrovania. Yeah, because okay. those, I'm thinking <laughs> about those. One. Yeah, the, those yeah. are all Metrovanias, and mm-hmm. I mean they do have platforming elements, but it's uh but yeah it's yeah. more yeah like a platformer is more like super meat boys more like mario yeah. where like it's the core component but I, I agree those are both like awesome awesome yeah. games um i might also have to go these days i might have to go with metroidvania um 
you know, I, I really liked Hollow Knight. Uh, obviously, I played that a while ago. Mm-hmm. And then most, I guess the most recent Metroidvania I played was um, uh, Bloodstained, which oh, yeah. is like Koji Igarashi. I'm, hopefully, I'm saying I, that right. Yeah, right. Something I like that. I, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, From sir, if I said that wrong. Right. Yeah, and uh, that was awesome. So, I don't know. That might be up there. Uh, I guess I like action rpgs though might be my i was just after thinking about it for a little bit i think action rpgs might take the cake for me um like kingdom hearts is like my favorite game ever yeah and dark souls dark souls is an action rpg i mean definitely leans much harder into the rpg elements than kingdom hearts does like near automata just to keep going with more square enix stuff just (laughs) i don't know And, and i didn't i actually do like like turn-based rpgs now but i fucking hated turn-based rpgs when i was like a teenager i was like i don't have time for this bullshit like i am trying to play this game like i'm not trying to sit and wait so (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but uh yeah that would be it for me i guess is action rpgs ah yeah that's a good pick i like those two Mm -hmm. and you know this is something that it's um you you know now, now you're talking about like genres that i wasn't thinking of and like oh yeah there are some games in that genre that i really really like so mm-hmm. um definitely definitely a lot lot out there to play Jesus yeah christ how you yeah there's up? so many video games what are we gonna do with all these fucking video games <laughs> oh i was gonna say it very quickly before we kind of get to the main topic um i would say that um what roguelikes roguelites um mm-hmm. that genre i think that is making like a crazy uh, I, you know, I'm trying to think of maybe the first one that really sticks out in my mind is like Binding of Isaac. Um, but, you mm-hmm. know, now you have like Enter the Gungeon, you have Hades now, which is probably the best best one that I've mm-hmm. played. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I think Rogue as a concept mm-hmm. has like been around obviously since Rogue, but it made a resurgence like, yeah, like Binding of Isaac mm-hmm. or Spelunky, oh, like yeah. anything, well, you know, procedural generation. Right. I don't think has it went away for a while but it's definitely been back for a while too um and i don't know i don't know if like i can say like if any of those games really feel like that that is the truest part of their design you know like that makes sense. are any of those yeah. games truly like trying to be rogue or are they trying to be something else that right. borrows from rogue like right like that's why it's called a roguelike right not called a you know it's not called rogue or whatever you know <laughs> right. it's it borrows elements but i do agree with you that hades is awesome but truly it borrows very little in comparison to some of those other games like all those all the maps are predefined they, their their arrangement is just a little bit scrambled Randomly sorted yeah i think yeah um, and and right like like you're saying if that is a true part of what makes a roguelite is like true randomly generated yeah then, then i guess hades um but kind I, of I guess falls outside when I, of that, when I think but... of roguelike i think of you know, like you're you're dying and you're constantly getting better, and then yeah, the more you progress, yeah. you're getting more powerful. So that, right, that's kind of that what could, I think about. But but like yeah, saying, like the, the procedural generation, generation yeah, could not be mm-hmm. core to the definition. To me, it seems to be, but like I'm obviously not the authority on this stuff. <laughs> well, is there there's rogue light and then there's rogue light, right? Right, and so, I would say yeah. he's more like a rogue light. Yeah, right. you know, it's it's got random elements but it and it's run based but it otherwise is like it's more like an action rpg which is why i like it so much mm. game's awesome yeah, yeah we gotta i will do like, an episode on hades i yeah catherine <laughs> i will purchase your hades just so you can play it yeah so, so we can do the episode it's a really good game it's like the best game i played this year yeah I'll try oh it. Uh, real quick so like before we move off like the rogue rogue light rogue like topic um yeah with your brain too which i know we all have where would you that that would fall under the same genre right um yeah like definitely further on light than like right right like i don't know yeah it's a hard it's a hard distinction to to make because i agree with you that like the (laughs) what you're looking at bud (laughs) i think riley's i think riley's printing something Uh, for the viewers that are the listeners at home Cody just turned like a damn totem like perfectly still like straight up (laughs) just like frozen rotating in his seat um but uh is she communicating with you 
I won't show it on camera because it's got some P P I I, so personal identifiable information. But um, social security number. Yeah, me. right. It's got. <laughs> oh man, you don't want. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah so I don't right. know. Like, it's a hard distinction to make. Like, is is a rogue? <laughs> Stop turning. <laughs> so, so She's just printing like twenty things. I don't know what's happening. Uh. Is a rogue something that is run based, or is it something that is randomly generated? Right. Like, those are the mm. two, the two maybe competing ideas within that concept. Uh, and I think to me, it's it's more the like random generation. Yeah. Right. But. I see what you're saying also about how a lot of games that really are more just about doing runs are described as being roguelike or roguelite. Yeah. So it's definitely, you a, know, a it's, a, it's a spectrum, being, right? It's being borrowed and kind of, mm-hmm. I think like, as long it's kind as of hard I, to make the distinction. I, I think as long as it has random elements, like whether it's generation mm-hmm. or items, people yeah. tend to think it's a roguelike. Mm. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I buy that. All right. Any percent podcast weighs in gavel slam hundred percent. Uh, it's a roguelike if it has any random elements at all. <laughs> yes, so we, are we are the authority. The authority. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I think it's still so, printing. So yeah, let's let's, uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with uh, the game for this week. Welcome back, loved ones. So we're about to dig into uh, what game did we play? We played Ape Out. We're going to dig into Ape, Ape Out. Out. We're going to talk about what we think about Ape Out. So uh, for this part, I think for the foreseeable future, I will be the leader of this part. Um, so I'm going to open, uh, you know, with some thoughts on Ape Out. And, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you guys exactly when Ape Out came out, because I feel like I probably should have known that. Like, I should have like this little... I know I should have this like little card about like exactly when Ape Out came out and what it is. Um, according to Wikipedia, Ape Out is a beat 'em up game developed <laughs> by Gabe Cuzillo and published by Devolver Digital. The game was released for Microsoft Windows and Nintendo Switch on February 28, 2019. Hmm. Thank you, Wik. I'm out, but I forget his name. Hmm. Gary or something. I don't know. Just some dude named Gary. <laughs> um. So yeah, Ape Out, how would I describe Ape Out? Ape Out is, I think the obvious analog for Ape Out is uh, Hotline Miami. So if you don't know what Hotline Miami is, for you, stop listening to the podcast, go play Hotline Miami. You should probably play Ape Out anyway before you listen to this. But um, it's like Hotline Miami slowed way down and made random like with rogue elements right like we were talking Mm. about before Mm. um so i guess i'd like to just collect i I don't know if you guys have played hotline miami oh yeah Um, i know about it but i never played i played that on the ps vita oh wow an og gamer right there (laughs) one of the 17 people that own a vita yeah yeah Yeah. um so yeah i don't know like i i've definitely heard that thrown around in media you know when this came out you know a, a year and a half ago but you know, what are your thoughts on that, Cody? Do you think it is like Hotline Miami? And if so, why? Yeah, I think I think it's um, it sh- it shares a lot of DNA with Hotline Miami, right? So, oh, um, wow. so you know, obvious, mm-hmm. you're gonna be dying a lot. That's yep. a lot like Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Hotline Miami is very focused on its, you know, uh it has a narrative it's like a little weird and trippy and heady so mm-hmm. kind of you know you don't really have to pay attention to that part of the gameplay is king in this case right right, right. Um, but i think another thing that kind of shares with ape out shares with hot miami is um they both are very stylish and they, mm-hmm. dude, they ape out just oozes style yeah i think yeah i think yeah. that is something that can't be understated is how um like you can really tell that this was, uh, I guess Gabe Cazillo's idea, and like you know, yeah. no one else got in the way of that. This is, this mm-hmm. is like his, um, you know, his baby. It's uh, yeah, his yeah. his baby for sure. So uh, I think, I think you know, that that's definitely true. Like it has a very singular look. I don't know if it has a singular design though because i do think that the 
the highlight. I, I I almost feel like, and God forbid, Gabe Cazillo ever listens to me saying this. I'm so <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but God forbid. I hope this never, no one ever listens to this. But uh, I feel like he was like just on his couch one day, and he was like, "Yo, what if Hotline Miami, but Rogue?" And then the ideas to make that necessary turned out to be really cool. Right. Like those. But it, I think it started as that simple of an idea. Like it was really, I think, a riff on what Hotline Miami is, which is like these combat puzzles that are like frenetic and repeatable. And, you know. What's the word I'm looking for? I guess they're complicated. Right. And then you have to take if you're going to make that rogue. Right. You need to if you add randomness, you can't have something also be complicated. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. They had to, everything about it is like a toned down version, I think, of Hotline Miami. So I know, Casper, you haven't played Hotline Miami, no. but you have played Ape Out. <laughs> um, like, Ape Out's three three hits, you're dead. Hotline Miami's one hit, you're dead, hmm. right? They add, obviously, there's the random elements in Ape Out. So just to fill in our listeners, like Ape Out, every level is a sequence of rooms. Um, I, the, the randomness of it is like, I think just the arrangement of the rooms. Um, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure exactly how the procedural generation occurs, but every time you replay a level, it's a different level. It feels like a different level. Uh, there's certain features that are always the same for certain levels. Um, but otherwise it's scrambled up. Um, and I think when you, yeah, when you add that confusion or that, uh, that randomness, like Hotline Miami does not work anymore. Like cause Hotline Miami requires you to be precise. Mm. It requires you to think ahead. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it plays well that they slowed the whole thing down. And then the fact that it's like, it's improvisational now, right? Like instead of Hotline Miami it was this game about taking in the room and dying and updating your strategy and dying and updating your strategy. This is a much more improvisational game. You don't know what's going to come. Sometimes, you know, like one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that plays really well into the whole in the fact that it's a it's jazz scored because jazz yeah, is such an right. improvisational music genre. So I don't know. That's fucking yeah. awesome. And I yeah. think it really works. So anyway, that's another example of something that works really well. Right. And I, I just I really feel like it was it was birthed from the idea just to make a hotline Miami roguelike. And I, I honestly prefer it to hotline Miami by a mile. Whoa. OK, uh, yeah, I, I it's, it's, it's definitely um. You know, to to your point with the um the rogue elements are it makes it a lot more playable, right? So so right. I, I had um gotten like halfway through it, you know, like whenever I played it when it first came to Switch, I think. Um but then, you know, in preparation for this, um, this episode, I I was playing it throughout the week and you know, it's it's like you're saying, the each element introduces like a new idea. Um mm-hmm. and that's kinda like that it ties into sort of like the the story of what's going on like you know quote unquote story um Mm -hmm. that new elements introduced but then um you know the levels that you're 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 dancing around in are like you're saying they're different so it offers like a different um every time you play it is just it's definitely a lot more replayable to to your point um, than i think yeah i Mm -hmm. think so yeah um i just think i don't know yeah jasper what are your thoughts as someone who hasn't played hotline miami on like the the rogue <laughs> elements of the game um I, at first i didn't actually even realize it was roguelike <laughs> like i didn't <laughs> i didn't because i just charged through every time i didn't realize that the uh buildings or whatever were placed differently i thought yeah. i didn't even think about that i'm just like focused on the people coming at you so i was either throwing mm-hmm. them or grabbing them um yeah so I I don't, know, I don't have anything to compare it to either because I never played Hotline Miami. So right, and Hotline Miami was like a very singular game. I don't think there's a lot yeah. of stuff like Hotline Miami except for this. So yeah. yeah, for me, there's I've never played a game like it. You know, it's really right. original. The only mm-hmm. thing that I can compare it to is like uh, I don't even remember what it's called. Some old Flash game. It was like Shoujo <laughs> or uh, Dojo Showdown or something, and okay. I, it, it just reminds me of that. But um, hmm. for me, it was like I'd never even seen anything like it, the visual presentation of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it looked um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it's a cool looking game. So I guess before we start diving into the visuals, I want to do, I do want to talk about a couple more of the mechanics. Um, I cat? think. Yeah. Where oh, is she? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, <laughs> she's just fucking up the podcast. She's the guest. 
Um, yeah, I mean, this one, I guess this one kind of crosses into the sound design, but mm. I think mechanically, I know this, this is more of a sound design point. Um, so let's skip it. Let's, uh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about from like a purely mechanical perspective or game design perspective, um, is I, how cool I think the death screen is as like a player feedback mechanism. Mm. Yeah. So like to compare and contrast it a little bit, like, or to fill in the people who maybe haven't played the game when you die, it shows where your path through the level and how far you got through the level um, before you start another run. And I think it's, it's an interesting choice because it can either make you feel really good or fucking so mad. Yeah. Dude. When you're like, you're like, like oh, so it's just the next room. Yeah. 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 Or, and then, and then like, yeah. So I was going to contrast that. Like, obviously it says like you're dead or it says like died on it. Right. And which obviously makes me think of like dark souls. Like just, I'm going to, uh, this will be my challenge. How to tie every video game we ever talk about Souls. back into dark souls. <laughs> but like, just like the plane you died text is like, mm. would have been an option, right? Like they could have just gone with that, but instead he decided to show you either this, 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 this view that has varied emotional responses, right? Like you, like I said, you can either see like, oh, I didn't get very far. Few, like I'll, I'll get mm. it on the next one. Mm. Or you're like so close and you're so fucking pissed and like i don't know i just find it to be fascinating i don't know are there any other games you guys can think of that kind of like fuck with you in that same way or like show you um, oh super you know, meat boy fail, like how you did yeah super, that's super true meat boy. i mean yeah. that's when you succeed but yeah oh does it oh yeah that's true okay yeah, yeah only that's when true you succeed. but that is that's i true. also really like that one because it it makes me mad to see like i have like nine meat boys make it to like the last third of the level and watch them all oh, yeah. fuck up yeah. And I'm like the one that gets it. Like uh, I'm like, damn, I was really close for a long time. So mm. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, what about you, Cody? Anything you can think of that's um, kind of like that? No, I can't think of. So now I'm trying to think of like, um, like games that have uh, death screens that tell you more than you just died. Because that, that right. is something super interesting that you, you point out. It's like you don't really think mm. about. Um, right, it's an it's intentional so, design choice, right? Like, right, they so, could have just said you died and have you restart, yeah, like just game absolutely. over, whatever. Yeah, and I think that ties into um, kind of what, like, th- this entire game that it doesn't really tell you anything, right? Like the tutorial mm. is like, um, my the tutorial literally might... press sh- it. No, it's move and okay. the button press to shove. Yeah, yeah, and like the controls are super dead easy, but as the game, um, you know, as the game progresses and you get to the next disc or the next, uh, the next side next record yeah levels, next yeah. level yeah um it, it introduces all these new ideas like okay i think this is the first world uh the first disc album what album album yep yeah. <laughs> so um it introduces like uh there's this there's this dude wearing like a bomb vest right and yeah. so like i i grabbed him because that, that was like my early strat was like all right grab a guy use him as a meat shield which is awesome <laughs> i love i right, love games yeah, that that was, do that. when you discover that that's like a very yeah because right and it's like okay cool I'll, I'll just do what i've been doing use this guy as a meat shield no problem he'll get shot and i throw him whatever but then you know you get shot at like you know you plan to do but you didn't, didn't really click to me that this guy was wearing a bomb vest. So then I exploded. I'm like, okay, cool. So now going forward, I know, I know what to look for. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just think it's uh, the way, the way the game kind of, exp- it, it doesn't, ho- it doesn't ever hold your hand, but it's like, you know, you'll get naturally introduced to these ideas. They'll play more mm-hmm. into, you know, the, the next levels. Um, they'll all tie yeah. back to those ideas. So it is interesting that it does show you information when you die um it's yeah. just like you know it, like you're saying, it didn't have to yeah right, right. So, yeah they could have just right. skipped that mm. and to your point about like i guess it's uh i want to say emerging gameplay but that's not really what that is it's teaching the player by doing right like mm. you and that that's i think super duper prevalent in rogue games or roguelikes roguelites whatever you want to say because these run-based things like you are expected to lose so the, you don't mind losing to learn whereas like in like a triple a game if you were to die doing something like you'd be pissed <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know it's fascinating it's a it's it's an interesting design like full like rogue in general is like an interesting design philosophy because it really emphasizes player freedom and just fucking doing it and like failing like that's like except it's acceptable to fail in this particular genre which you know, in most, in literally every other genre of video games, a failure is a really big deal. It's a nightmare. You don't, you know, 
as a designer, you don't want your player to fail, but the designers of rogue games want their players to fail. Right. So it's fascinating. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty much what I had for the mechanic stuff. Um, so, I mean, just what COVID said, though, I'm grabbing people and stuff like that's just fucking awesome. I have, I don't have like a smart guy thing to the, say about The that. game makes you feel like an <laughs> ape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's fun. Yeah, it's kind of a power trip. Um, yeah. But I did want to, I guess I'll, we can do the sound next. I was going to talk a little bit about yep. the sound. Okay. Um, so the sound was done by a guy named, I'm going to butcher this again, but Matt Bach, Boach, Bach or Boach. I'm going to go Bach, uh, I think. Um, and I think he did a really cool thing. I don't know, obviously, how much, you know, Gabe Cazillo was involved in the, the design decisions around the sound. But mm. like we'd already said, like the frenetic and improvisational nature of the gameplay, I think, plays really well to jazz. Yep. Um, because that's mm. what jazz is, right? And I think it's really cool. Like the enemies fire their guns on beat. So mm, like when yep. you grab an enemy, it's actually, I don't, from what I've like have perceived and I could totally be off, but feels to me like when you grab them, no matter when you grab them, they're not going to shoot until the next beat. Right. Yeah. And everything, even though, yeah. but even oh. though that's not, even though it's not like the same like time span, every time you have a natural ability to predict that, right. If like, mm-hmm. if you can feel the rhythm at least a little bit, which I don't know, maybe some people can't, uh, but like my dad can't dance, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's like, "Why is this guy shooting?" I don't care. <laughs> but uh, like, you just can intrinsically feel like when that mm. shot's gonna come, so you can feel the beat, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that almost works better. That's more predictable to the player than like a set time limit on how long it is until they shoot. Right. Um, so I don't know. I guess the question I have for you guys about the whole jazz thing and this, and the, the sound in general is like, this is game is like very jazz. Mm. I'm just wondering, can you guys imagine it working yeah. in any other genre of music? Oh no, absolutely not. I think, no. <laughs> no, so like, like we're saying, it kind of plays in the style, right? So, so even, you know, on the menu screen, when you're picking which, um, which album you want to play, like right. the, the world, this, this ties into the, um, so, so maybe I'll veer off and not talk about like the, yeah, no, no, the, go the for presentation it. of it, in. but every, everything, um, it, it would not work with any other genre of music. And I think, you know, like, you know, in, in high school, I was in jazz band or whatever, but, um, you know, jazz, like, <laughs> I know I'm a double nerd. I'm a game nerd. And <laughs> so, so, you know, jazz, like you're given, um, you're given constraints, right? So you have to, you know, play with this, this chord progression or whatever, like that's, what's going right. on. Um, but in this game, right, it, it turns out it's on, on its head, right? So you're given, you know, you have to get from A to B. Um, there's going to be these kind of enemies in the way. There's this new um, game mechanic that's being introduced to you. And then mm-hmm. all of that ties to the soundtrack, like you're saying. So everything you do, um, you know, when you punch someone and it's like this loud cymbal crash, you know what right. I mean? Right, yeah. When they hit the wall. And it's like, I think I, I might be crazy, but I think when I first saw this game at PAX East, um, cause I, I always try to go to the, um, the, uh, Devolver digital booth. Cause like they always, yeah. th- I mean, they're, they're, cool shit. they're just, yeah. they're just killing it. Every, every game yeah. they put out, is pretty much a, a hit. Right. But, yeah. um, I think that I might be crazy, but I think they had a guy who was on a drum set while the game was playing. And he was like, he was doing what, what the, the person doing the demo was. Oh, really? Um, so oh, he, oh, he was doing crazy. like loud. I, I want to say, um, I think that was my first year at PAX and maybe I didn't stay for too long. Um, but it's kind of, you know, as I, as I was playing it, I can imagine someone like, uh, you know, like literally playing... live drumming along with exactly, you. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. so the level, the level has a theme, right? So I'm thinking of the third album where it's um, kind of like a jungle theme, um, mm-hmm. like a, like a militia outpost, you know, you mm-hmm. know, you have to be being captive and where you're breaking out. Yeah. Right. So that, that kind of, um, that theme of that level soundtrack was kind of more like army, like battalion, like mm-hmm. um, so, so every, every, every level had a different theme and right. Uh, as far as sound design goes. So whenever you go to the, the fourth album with the, the cruise ship, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. shipping, whatever, but um, yeah. that would, it's not the same symbol crash that you heard in album one. Right. So whenever right. you're hitting someone to that, it's like a loud, like, no, th- you know what I oh, no, I was thinking what that was. So I 
today I played like a little bit of each world. Mm. And I, I'm pretty sure that's like Foley of someone just banging a metal pipe against a steel girder. Yeah, is that right. What like, it oh, okay. like, it's like, like dong. Yeah, because when, when I heard it, I'm like, it's is that kind of like a gong? That's interesting. But yeah, yeah. like you're saying, it's just like it sounds like someone just like messing around and they're just yeah. like they're like behind me on my like I'm at the couch playing and they're just behind me like just drumming, like yeah. doing all this crazy stuff. So yeah, I think yeah. I can't imagine any other um genre of music genre. to go with. I think it's perfect. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Captain? Oh, um I'm not as musically inclined like you. I was never in band, but I mean it was good, you know. I like, even I can tell <laughs> yeah. it sounded great. <laughs> um, I, you guys kind of went through it all. There's really not much yeah, more for yeah, me to yeah. add. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I also agree. I can't see it working really as well. I mean, obviously, I think it could be done per se with anything, but mm. jazz, the j- j- and the paired dr- the pared down nature of it, right, with just the drums, like versus like a whole jazz band, is just like. It, so like it's all about slamming things right like that's what the game is about and that's what drumming's about so just going with the drums and the pared down nature of that just works so goddamn well yeah it's insane like and i wonder and that's another thing like i just i feel like it came from this initial idea like i don't think i don't i don't feel like he set out to make a jazz game because who sets out who in the right mind (laughs) like i'm making a jazz video game Right, like right. It's, yeah. It's, on paper, it sounds awful. Who even likes jazz? No offense to people who like jazz. <laughs> who likes jazz? <laughs> to, to our our new list, like the first guy who's gonna listen to us ever is like, I like jazz. Oh, I like jazz. jazz, man. <laughs> Post on like jazzlovers.net. Like, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> they are jazz haters. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think it really works. Yeah, super duper and, well. And we should. I mean, like. I don't know, like clarify or whatever, but um, not not jazz is like there wasn't any like like uh trombone dude just right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Right? It was like yeah, yeah, right, right. Jazz drumming, yeah. Um, yeah. It was like watching Whiplash. Just yeah, it was like watching. My tempo. Um, all right. So that was that was pretty much it for the music. Um, so yeah, I guess let's close it out, uh, with discussion of the visuals. Cause we kind of already mm-hmm. tiptoed around it a little bit. The game has a very unique look, like we said earlier. Um, how would you guys describe the look of ape out? Man, I, I think, you know, kind of like our discussion, um, kind of comparing it to hotline Miami, like, um, you know, like I was saying before, it's very stylish, right? So it's like mm-hmm. this game, um, I don't know how this would work if we're, not doing video, but I'm just looking here. Uh, I'm screen sharing like a lot of old jazz albums and they kind of mm-hmm. all have their own. Um, and you can kind of see just based right. on these, how the, um, the ape out dev, uh, kind of pictured and, um, it kind of, you know, leads into the, the presentation of it. Like we were saying before, you know, every, every album is a world with its own theme and that ties into the music. And then, um, yeah, yeah, and the the you know the character the character models I guess you could say right so they're very you know um, they're not too busy they're very they're very mm-hmm. pared down they're all like you know one or two colors um, yeah yeah and I like how it's top down and you can kind of see um, there's like a perspective warping right that's what you're yeah, getting at. yeah right, that's something right, because. That's yeah. something I wondered about. Was the game like 3D or is it just warping around you or something? Um, so it's definitely a 3D game using, um, like the game is in a 3D engine and yeah, it's using, yeah. um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, why am I suddenly forgetting the word for this? Shaders, God. Okay, it's just yeah, using yeah, like okay. black color shaders, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just using shaders to present these 3D objects like, in a way that you can only see as 2d right um but those like the so uh in the game there are like pillars and as you're walking past the pillars they kind of they kind of skew and warp towards your camera and then away from your camera and they kind Um, of in a way yeah yeah in a way that's mm. very 3d and you know not befitting of a purely 2d game Mm. so the game is like intrinsically 3d in a way right uh, yeah definitely 
I, it's, it's uh, I like that a lot, but maybe it was just me, but I feel like if there was a lot of walls and you spun around a lot, I got like motion sick or something. Oh, totally. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah. You don't have a ton of, uh, yeah, like, like pathfinding information, like mm. on the screen, like it's kind of hard. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. With you. It's kind of hard to tell what's going on and where you're at. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was um, just me. Think, <laughs> uh, talking about um, its its use of color, it is very purposeful. Like when it does have a color change, um, mm -hmm. it, it is it is color change for a reason, right? So I think mm -hmm. uh, um, I think it's a couple times on, on maybe maybe one on each album, I think, but. Um, like the lights will shut off, for example, right? Yeah. And then you know you didn't see it before, but all of these guys have flashlights, and those, and right. then it kind of turns into like a, a stealth game, sort of. So you're trying to keep out of their their flashlight um, yeah. cone. Uh, but yeah, so like you know, like when you get shot, you're dropping blood behind you, um, mm -hmm. and like that that is a color that sticks out on on the levels like normal background. It's like a bright mm -hmm. red, you know. So. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I think its use of color is um is pretty awesome too. Very, yeah, it's very deliberate. Like mm -hmm. all the color choice, I agree. All the color choices like mean something, and I like just to I guess to circle back on the sound again a little bit. But in the fourth level, I think of the first world, there's a part where you have to bust open a door and it sets off an alarm. Yep. Um, yeah. And the drums have you know there it, it was like um a tom roll kind of is the mm. default drum it's just like boom ba -ba -dum, yeah for the for, for the first album right, yeah right. Mm. and then when you get to this part it sounds like the opening to cowboy bebop it's like it's, just, it's like it's like robbery music yep. like yeah at that point. and that's just, it's so sick and like yeah and then it God starts damn. flashing flashing red and like yeah um, and then just like shit's going down like you mm -hmm. know from the sound and from the visuals yep. well done gabe nice job, <laughs> i knew shit gabe. was going down <laughs> But yeah, um, I think uh, I think the the flat kind of visuals are really cool. But I also thought it was interesting, like the animated background, like kind of like yeah, like shifting, mm. like it was like an old school animation. Like if you were mm. literally taking pictures of paper, yeah. Uh, right, I thought right. that was just like a an interesting flair that he didn't need to add. And I don't know how much it added per se, but I think it's cool. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it helped a lot. But, but yeah, I added that. With the vibe. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. That that's um, you know, like we're talking about the um the death screen, right? And like every every um it doesn't it like it doesn't it like zoom out too to show you like the full Yeah, it shows yeah. you the full and map it, into the line. Right. Work. Yeah. Like you're saying it's got that kind of like grainy um whenever you're like whenever you're on a, like a loading screen. Um it yeah. kind of mm. gets you in the vibe of, you know, like you know, you're gonna put on an old jazz album and yeah. line and listen to yeah. drink some scotch or whatever. <laughs> it definitely reminds me of like that old old yeah. film projector. Mm, yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm, hmm. Yeah. Um. I think it. I also think the other reason you probably went with that flat design. I mean, I do agree with you, Cody, based on those images of jazz albums. Like it's clear he's going for that, but. You know, this is a it's a, it's a one man show for the most part. I know right, right. there was Matt Bach on sound, and then actually Bennett Foddy did the art, oh, which yeah. is crazy, right? Uh, yeah, which we haven't talked about yet. That's insane. Yeah. Um, but like with going with the flat design, I think he could probably cut a lot of corners with his three D modeling, and he didn't have to yep. texture anything, right? Right. Like nothing needed to be textured. Um. So like we have no idea what I I would I would absolutely love to see what the fucking ape looks like like just the oh, raw like actual like, yeah file right. of it because yeah. I bet it has like no head or whatever <laughs> like, yeah. like all kinds of fucked up <laughs> but just because you're viewing it from exclusively that top down mm. view like I want to get the under yeah yeah right I yeah. know yeah I want to see its taint is that so wrong <laughs> 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 but I don't know I thought it was I I think that that was part of the reason they went mm. with that art styles because they could crank it out as a small team right so yeah um do you guys have any other, i have i have one more thought that i wanted to share on the visuals um but it's more like a complaint so uh whoa, whoa. Lay, lay it on me lay your thoughts any 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 other thoughts on visuals um I, I can't think of anything. I think, you know, we've kind of said it that this game is, is super stylish. Its presentation yeah. is great. Um, it's it's pretty singular, color. I think, in presentation. Yeah. I don't think right, it would have right. worked as well if it wasn't for the simple 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say it's simple because they probably put a lot of thought into it, but you know the yeah, I agree though. The I think those design. are not mutually exclusive things. Like yeah, being simple is important in game design. You need to be able to identify the purpose of things and right. what you know what everything is. So hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it is very simple, and I think it plays well with like the split second decisions you have to make because like there's a guy coming, and what kind of hmm. guy is he, and is he gonna hurt me? Like you know the shotgun guy wears the blue and like that's your visual cue that like this is the one i gotta take out first mm. because he's gonna fucking blast me <laughs> right yeah and it, to me it seemed like um this kind of you know ties kind of like what you're saying with the game mechanic uh, meets the art of it or whatever but yeah um where i think correct me if i'm wrong but you were always looking for like the green door um yeah wasn't that, like that that was your, that's your knew that right right yeah. so it kind of um you know told you that and then uh, like you're saying, the characters are uh, modeled or different colors, so that way you can yeah. visually tell really quickly. Yeah. Um, like this is kind of sort of off topic, but when you get to the um, the third level in the jungle and that it introduces the flamethrower dudes. Yeah. Dude, and you and you pick up a dude and he's just blasting fire, That's fun. dude. Oh, man. <laughs> and like you find some oil tanks. <laughs> oh, I like that yeah, level. Oh no. Was that the level with the trank dart? I don't remember. Uh, that. No, that's that the, the opening first? of the fourth level. Right. They oh, see right. a trank darted, and then you wake up on the ship. Okay, right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, but it's also a jungle theme. Yeah, that was cool. That was yeah. all the other ones. You just like blah. You're in a cage, or you're in a cage. Like it's just like begins, mm. and you're in the cage. And that one starts in a really cool way with like you wandering the jungle, and then you get tranked. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. Yeah, it's a cool. It's a cool one. It's a good game, guys. Listeners, we must say it's a good game. Yeah. Should we come up with some kind of uh, like podcast thing at the end? We do where we're like, how much? Like, how much do should you play of this game? Like a rated oh, system. One hundred percent, you should play of this <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> three out of like three game. gamers. I has any have, have either of you like done everything in it? Uh, oh no, I I, I I haven't even uh, beat the first album. I was gonna try to beat that before we started, but mm-hmm. I definitely you know I definitely will um mm-hmm. we'll beat it yeah I, I beat the four uh albums but then there's like an extra one afterwards yeah there's break in i, I didn't which is beat like that a one triple long level yeah it's super hard yeah you go you go into you start outside and you have to go all the way in and all the way out yeah in one oh, wow. oh really Spoilers. oh okay yeah. it is really hard i, I get like <laughs> halfway in and then i die every mm-hmm. time Hmm. Oh, you're cutting out. You guys hear me? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, hear you yeah. Get yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm back. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just cut it out. Leaving, leaving my glitching voice like. <laughs> What's your um, negative? What's your negative? Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. something I just think that. It's related to the visuals, it's related to the to the animation specifically, is I think this the point of it was or the reason it's like this was to maybe cut some corners, but the animations I wish I had I wish I had like uploaded a video to show you guys, but um so the the walking animation for the ape is um it's like point based, right? So if you can imagine like your leg, when you step forward, you establish a point. And then your knee shifts on that point forward, right? Yeah. And so in a in like a traditional quote unquote animation style, you would just emulate that, right? Whereas I, from what I'm looking at, it looks like this game actually does uh, do that. Like it establishes a point, and then all the animations like move around that point. So oh, I see. Like when, the, when the ape puts its fist forward its elbow is now like locked in around that position up until it reaches a certain point, and then it moves its fist again. Okay. Okay. So it looks really, really good. I think the animations look great when you're moving forward. But when you guys get off, I want you guys to try like strafing really slowly to one side. Mm. It looks really weird. It does not look right. It does not look like the the ape's wrist is like. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Like, just start strafing to the side, and you'll see his like. You'll see like a straight beam like shoot out of his arm and like (laughs) wiggle him to one side. Um. But I think, I think in the 
in like the straightforward movement, it obviously looks really cool and it probably right, was faster than just... hand animating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And I think it was probably that was the reason. Or or maybe it was just to be cool, you know, like programmatic animation is like a neat thing. So maybe that's the only reason they did it that way. Um, right. the other time it's really visible is when you're on the second uh album, second world. If you jump out of one of the windows, you can kind of see the arms start kind of going crazy because they don't have I think they don't have a contact point. Right, right. And they kind of like wiggle freely. And you can tell that that's what's going on. It looks kind of strange. Oh, um, I think I was recording it. There was a glitch I got where I was pulling off one of the metal doors. And uh-huh. uh, there was, I turned around because there was a bomb. And it sent me flying. And my arm stretched out with the, yeah. and the metal Whoa, door stayed. Okay. Right. It was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think there's like yeah, some kind of rubbery Weird. component between the right. elbow and the hand of the yeah. of the gorilla's model. So very weird. Um, but yeah, I think probably it was it looks good enough because it's a flat, like shaded game. Like there's no mm. textures, yeah. there's no lighting, like it's just that flat design. So you I bet the wrist of that model looks really strange uh, <laughs> if you were to look at it from a different angle, but because it's always from top down, it looks okay until you start fucking strafing. So mm. yeah, after this, <laughs> try strafing and just tell me what you think. Cause I think it looks just just bizarre. Yeah. Um but all in all I'd say it's a good game. Uh it's a great game. I really enjoyed playing the first like four worlds. I thought the fifth like bonus level was bullshit hard uh, um, maybe but that's probably a good thing for some people I, I was just pissed i got pissed and i didn't finish it and then they that's there is also good, yeah. like a hard mode for all four albums which i haven't played either have you guys played the hard no, mode? I, I don't even no. know what would that modify probably like take probably one enemy. instead of three or i think yeah, it's something like people. that or enemy placement yeah mm, there's yeah. more enemies i don't know yeah darn it one of us should have tried this <laughs> so we talked about it but that's okay. yeah um yeah, I don't know. So that that is any percent's opinion on Ape Out. Rubber stamp it. Rubber stamp it. Any percent approved. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you know before we, but you know before we conclude this episode, I just want to point out that man, Devolver Digital knocks it out of the park pretty much every time. Yeah, yeah. they do. They do. Um, I think I was talking to Cas. Evan, Evan, you might know the story as well. Uh, but I was talking mm-hmm. to Casper about it. Um, have you played the game Downwell? I haven't. I've seen it. Liz has played it. My girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Downwell. Um, it, you know, it's kind of the same idea. It's super, super stylish. Um, yeah, the, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, I, ah, man, maybe I should maybe I should pull up the story so I don't I don't you know talk out of my ass. But essentially, like how <laughs> how the guy got the game funded <laughs> by Devolver. Um, he just like tweeted him on on Twitter and he's like, I have a I have an idea for a game and Devolver official Twitter like responded and was like, What's your idea? Pitch us. And he's like, um, you know, like game uh fall down well gun boots and then Devolver's like <laughs> we'll be in contact. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, that's sick as hell. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, yeah. they just I don't know. We'll we'll probably be talking about a lot of uh you know, Devolver, Devolver games, games Devolver games because yeah. they just I don't know, they the killer. You know, yeah, I'm just yeah. looking at their the list of their games. They, yeah, they know what they're doing. I think if we wanted to um, wrap it up, we could. I feel like this is... Yeah, I think I we did a good job, everybody. I think yeah, I would I think listen to this. I think it's all right. I think we're <laughs> boys who talk okay about things we like. Um, yeah, so I want to thank anybody who's decided to listen to our stupid show. It's probably just like my parents and Cody and Casper. Uh, maybe their parents, but uh yeah so hopefully we'll be doing this every week i think next week cody want to announce what the game is going to be next week um yeah so it sounds like um for the month of october we want to kind of play a couple um more scary games Um, so next week we are gonna play alien isolation and if you made it this far and you want to um you know chime in with your thoughts on alien isolation (laughs) comment or whatever question <laughs> what is this going up on <laughs> like uh yeah. this should be going up on like youtube and all the podcast services yeah, um, yeah so anywhere you can hear a podcast please, it should be up please, yeah we, we do please, have please, uh share me on dig uh put me on your <laughs> fire website uh Smash the like <laughs> button um yeah i think so um in the description of this will be our twitter 
Yeah. Um, I guess you can tweet us, you know, points you want to be brought up. What games you want us to play, maybe? Yeah, yeah, have some game recommendations. Um, also, like for a truth is. Like. <laughs> um, maybe Sorry. maybe you could comment a question that Casper could ask us or something. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so, yes, you soul listener, perhaps. You could be the one to do such things, perhaps. I really like this. I really like that we're, like, talking to, like, nobody. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be ready for when there is somebody. Yeah, hopefully yeah. someday there'll be someone, and maybe this will be like the lost episode that, like, we can we're when we're like famous, we can like be like, oh yes, the lost episode. Of pilot. <laughs> uh, all right, fellas, good work tonight. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, good yeah. talk. This is the Any Percent Podcast. Signing off.